that you allow us. It's the grace, the mercy of God that allows us to flow in your spirit. Father, thank you for it. In Jesus' name, thank you, God. Let us be enhanced and blessed, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, how many of y'all are missionaries? Some of you. Some of you are. I am. See, I got some stuff here somewhere. Yeah, there it is. <clears throat> okay, I need y'all to, uh, to think up some questions. Some good questions. Uh, uh, anything. And just either write it down or just uh, have it in your mind or whatever. Because I want to share a couple of things with you. We're uh, our, our work right now, I, I am not considered, in my opinion, okay, is I, I'm not a Brother Andrew or I'm not a Brother Don Richardson. Uh, to me, our work is exploding like theirs did a while back, okay? And uh, I, don't, I don't look at me as one of those, one of those uh, big shots, okay? I look at me as, as somebody that God just got out of, the, out of the oil field and decided to use and put the Holy Ghost in and, and, and because I'm not afraid of anything and, and go and do something for Him, okay? Uh, <clears throat> y'all be thinking up some questions. Uh, I've been in the mission field for 15 years. Uh, went uh, a, lo- a long time ago. My wife and my kids all went down there. It was my, myself, my wife, and two kids that had a baby. There's some chairs up here, guys. I had a baby that was this big, uh, just born, and a little four-year-old boy when I went to the mission field. And there's lots of questions about education. Uh, We homeschool our children. We have all of them. I want to just tell you that a lot of of people uh, wonder about the kids. They wonder about their their kids, the kids' education, the kids' mentality, their their ability to cope in America, all of that stuff. Uh, My boy just graduated. Jason's here. He's not my boy. He's a... He's a guy that I brought in three years ago, and he just graduated uh, with, with not quite straight hundreds, but I'm the principal of our school, and I don't allow anything under 90 as far as their, their, their testing goes and all that, and, and he's blessed. My boy, Jody, who's down in Mexico preaching right now, he, he just graduated also with, uh, I mean, it's an honor, I want to tell you this, is why I'm... Why, why, so you can, if you are being called to mission field, or if you're in the mission field, and and you may be wondering about your kids or or whatever, that God, if God's going to call you, He's going to take care of your wife and kids. That's the end of the story. My boy graduated one of the top 1,000 in the United States this year. Okay, so that tells you how God. Come on in. Here's a chair right there. No, no, you're not bothering me at all. In, in, in Mexico and in other countries, you have all kind of animals running through and witch doctors flying around and stuff. Uh, and and our, uh, our daughter, Crystal, who is, will be 15, she's going to graduate when she's 16. Uh, our other baby, Joy, she's just turning seven. The day I get back off of this run right here, 13th of May, she will turn seven, and she's going into the third grade. So... The 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 parents or the missionary uh, has to do with the education of the children. It's not God's fault or the calling. It's the parents' fault. 
According to the Bible, it's my responsibility to take care of my kids, to teach them the ways of God and the things they need to know. Right? Amen. Okay, as far as my wife goes, she's uh, with us all the time. She travels with me as much as I, as much as her uh, physical abilities allow her to. She travels with me a lot. I leave her home a lot also, though. Looks to me like we're getting lots of people in here. So what are we going to do about chairs? That's right. Pick up the books. Have a seat. Here's another chair up here. Uh, would you do that? Get, get, get enough for a row right up here if you would. Okay, one over here by the piano, she said. Okay, uh, anybody have any questions uh, that they would think to ask me? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open myself up to you. As far as theology goes, I probably won't answer much of your heavyweight theology junk. Because uh, if you want to split a church, you can do it some other time. I ain't got time for that. But uh, if I could help you in any way, I will. Yes, ma'am. If you have questions that you're wondering if you're called to mission field or not, how, how do you come to that conclusion? Okay, what happened to me, I got a word of the Lord directly uh, for two nations, Mexico and New Zealand. I've been in Mexico this whole time, and I haven't been in New Zealand yet. I will. One day, go to New Zealand. I have a burning desire to go to Australia. So uh, I'm sure that when I get around to New Zealand, I'll be in Australia also. Uh, a lot of people go to the mission field, come and see us. They, our work is a jungle work. Uh, we only have about 20 or 30 uh, city works. Our work is mainly with Indians, and it, it's real hard mountains, hiking, Staying out there, eating the food, being part of the Indian culture. And uh, uh, a lot of people come down on visits to see. And a lot of, actually, a lot of people that come to work with us are not, quote, unquote, given a word of the Lord. But they see the vision that God has given me. And uh, they get permission from God to help me complete my vision. Okay? So that's what we... Uh, uh, that's how a lot of people get their, their word. They ask me if I need help, and I always say yes. And so they come. A lot of them do that way. Okay, A lot of it is not a A lot of people disagree with me on that, but I, uh, I disagree with them. Uh, everybody's not going to be a point man. Okay? But there are a lot of point men that need help. See, I personally cannot do the job I'm doing without all the people that work with me. We have about somewhere around 365 churches that we've that God's allowed us to start. Or uh, like in the last six months in Mexico, we've we've uh, we've been contacted by several independent people who are out there alone. They may have 10 or 15 churches. I'm talking about national pastors, and they want to join our organization because of our covering that we give. We don't ever abandon works. Uh, which means just leave them on their own without the right kind of uh, government, church government. And then I'm always floating back through them. Uh, some of the churches I haven't been to in seven or eight years. But our national leadership goes there all the time. Okay, yes, sir. Oh, just a second. Yes, sir. When uh, when you got started, did you go down and hook up with another ministry? I sure did. What I what what happened is is I went and made a visit uh, down in, uh, see, well, it was in 1976. I believe that's right. I went down, made a two-week trip, went up in the mountains, uh, 
this older missionary had been in the field like 35 years. Uh, I was so excited. I, you know, I'm always excited. I, I just been, I'm blessed. Uh, I told him I wanted to just go out in the mountains. He said, no problem. He hooked me up with this old 65-year-old Indian. And, uh, and I didn't know Spanish, and the Indian didn't know English. Uh, actually, he spoke more Nahuatl. It's a dialect. And uh, so I just went with him a couple of days and did everything right because it was in my heart to do it right. I, God just blessed me. Uh, I just submitted to him, and he would. we made sign language to to eat, to pray, to cast out devils, heal the sick, and stuff like that. And uh, ever since then, I've been steady moving, going uh, to different places. But I, I worked under a group called Missionary Revival Crusade. Uh, the head man's Danny Ost was. He's dead now. I worked under him for six years. And then went and started Freedom Ministries. Been there for a long time. We have an office in South Texas, and uh, y'all are all welcome to go to work there. All you missionaries, there's a place for you. Plenty of work. <laughs> Any more questions, anybody? Yes, ma'am? When you first raised the one you did. Ah, good. Did you know when your heart that you were going to do that for you? No, ma'am. What, what happened for me? Well, is all right, y'all, if I lose this tie thing? Oh, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> I can talk better. Got two more. Good. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a very excitable person. The least little thing that somebody gets a miracle in, I, I'm, I'm gone off. I, I, I'm happy about it. it. It's a blessing for me. For every little detail to, to to see it and to watch God's hand move, okay. But there was, there was a, I was bothered inside, personally, because I was not seeing uh, around me the the ministries or the people that I was affiliated with. We were not seeing uh, the kind of miracles that can't be set up. Okay, I'm a kind of guy. I come out of the. I, I was in the streets. I was a street fighter and all this stuff. And I didn't like fake things. And so when I got born again and got filled with the Spirit of God, there, there was a, a driving, a drive in me to see beyond what was natural to us. And uh, so that drove me for four years of prayer and fasting to ask God for the ability to raise the dead. And the first time I had the opportunity, God gave it to me in Mexico. Uh, see here, uh, the, one of the young men that I was tutoring, he was a teenage guy, and and his uh, he fell in the river, drowned, and God spoke to me to raise him from the dead, and I didn't do it. And and I was bitterly ashamed of myself. Uh, it, was a, it was a gross error for me because I've been praying for it for years for God to give me the opportunity. And then when, he, when it was presented and the word of the Lord was spoken to my heart, I didn't take it. Um, I told God no. And so I was for weeks uh, useless. It took me several weeks to get over uh, messing God over. And then, then I went back, to, went back to God, finally got back, and I went back to asking God for... Uh, Another opportunity, and he allowed me to have it in a little old village called uh, uh, Tepenene. It's a place where where they cut your heart out and eat it. Uh, they figure that uh, a lot of the people like Brother Don and these guys are talking about, these unreached peoples, they, 
they're, it's not that they're, to us, they're, they're uncivilized, but to them, they're very civilized. They figure that by eating a, a, somebody coming through their village and, and you, you getting the heart out of that person eating them, you're getting their strength and, and their powers. And, and that's where we first had a supernatural Holy Ghost dead raising was in that village. It was a blessing. Nine-year-old boy was dead for four hours. We just had several dead raisins lately. There were, there were two girls that were dead for uh, three days. And God raised them both at the same time. And then there was uh, another lady that was uh, dead for a day and a half. And God raised her up just lately. It's pretty neat to see that. Yes, sir. So you're saying that it started as a desire in you to do this? It was a compelling desire, sir. It, it, it was something I just couldn't, I couldn't get away from it. I, I, I wanted to see it. And I had to, I, I, I was so eat up with it. I, I, excuse me, I don't know what the right terms are. I was so overcome by it that uh, if I didn't have a dead, I, I wanted to see this power. And, with, and I would have done anything God would have, it wouldn't have mattered to me to see it. And I have done that. I fasted as much as 30 days in a row before, 12 days without any water or anything, and got miracle from God and all that. And um, God has given us the power. Yes, ma'am. Who said that? Yes, ma'am, I did. I, I fasted and prayed to see God's hand move regardless of my situation. That's right. That's a good question. But you know what? That just means to me that you, you, uh, you haven't preached in the third world countries yet, have you? Okay, these people, uh, a witch doctor can do anything. And if you don't move in the power of the Holy Ghost, you're not going to get those people. They, they, okay, that, that's a good point. But to me, uh, for reaching people that see supernatural stuff all the time, you have to have the ability to overpower them. And, and it takes grace, it takes mercy. But it takes the power of Jesus more. The love and the Word is great. What surpasses it is when a woman's laying dying and, and she's got spin, acute spinal meningitis and her husband's crying and, and we're both crying. And, and that's love. I love those people. And, and, and you touch them and, they, and, and the wife jumps up healed. Okay, that, that is love in action to me. Okay, that, that is what the people need. Uh, when a witch doctor comes, he takes their food from them. He takes their he takes their animals. He takes their 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 actual lifestyle away from them. When we go, I don't. I have never, and I'm so blessed because I have never taken anything from those people ever. And, and I've always given them, first of all, love. I've always challenged the other authorities. Their authorities, meaning powers, principalities, and powers that are governing the place. And then attack them verbally to see who's got it. Let's just see. And they bring out, I mean, they bring out all kinds of people. The strangest diseases, I, I don't even know what the names of most of them are. And they'll bring them out there, and, and the witch doctor will do his thing, and, and there's no healing, and then we do our thing, and God heals them. And it's a, it's a showing of love, okay? You following me? It's not... I'm somebody, I'm doing something, you follow me because I told you to. It's, it's no kind of dominance like that. It's allowing the Holy Ghost to do 
his thing through his showing of his power, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How did he Okay. That's a great, great question. I don't, I don't know if I've ever been asked that. But there is an answer. Okay, you remember what the man of God said this morning? you got to translate the anointing to your people. Okay. Uh, my biggest goal in life right now, beside, uh, every time I go out, I'm going to see some people saved, okay? In Jesus' name, we're going to see it. And we're doing it right now. God's giving us a mega increase. We're just being blasted, and it's, and it's great. Uh, what I have been able to do, the Holy Ghost has been able to do through me, is the best way to put it, is to keep my people excited about the miracles. All right? Even though there are seasons when it slows down, when, when it begins to slow down, like, like for instance, uh, see, God's allowing us probably... It's close to one dead, dead, dead person a week. It's close to that now. In the whole work. Okay? And, and I keep the people excited about fasting and prayer. I keep these things in front of them all the time. Uh, I'm always speaking about the life of God. Every message I ever preach, anywhere I ever go, it doesn't matter what the topic starts out, it ends up in the life of God. So that we can continually have our people healed, delivered, and, and uh, churches established. Okay? Uh, we have, out of generally out of every miracle, we get four or five churches. Yes, ma'am. You speak a lot about fasting. Lots. Okay, this is, what, this is my question. Okay. How important do you consider it? Yes, ma'am. We have a saying that we just coined here lately. <laughs> that uh, it's a real blessing. Do you remember it, Jason? Let me hear it. Yeah. Well, that's a different one. <laughs> that's a different one. That's a great one. come from the Bible. Not directly quoted, no, ma'am. You don't like that, huh? I didn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I'm not attacking you. That's all right. No, it's uh, the flesh must be disappointed. Uh, I was hiking uh, the other day, and, and I was up about 8,000 feet, and it had been about seven hours, and I was tired. I was wore out. And uh, it just came to me, you know, that we must be disappointed. The flesh can never dominate. If your flesh is dominating, you're going to lose out. That's the end of it. Uh, I'm not one of those guys also that believes that you that, that, that trying to make people suffer. I don't agree with that. I used to do that. I used to just try my best to wear people out. Really, to be honest with you, I did that. But there's no use in it anymore because I know that people are going to come and go to our work and I'm going to be the one staying there. So I might as well just do my job and be the best I can be at it. Okay. Yes, sir. Isn't the raising of the dead the 
has that had a direct impact? Do you feel like that is a special gift God has given your work to those people where other miracles might not? We have had... Uh, the reason there's so much talk about the dead raising because that's the most phenomenal thing to Americans. Uh, but in our work, we are blessed. Every part of the human body has either been healed, restored, or recreated. Okay? Every part, every eyes, lungs, uh, kidneys, feet, arms, brains, um, every part, tongues. Yes, sir. The reason I ask is because um, we've had lots of miracles, and they have a great impact on the work. But I have never asked God for something like this. Although one of our local pastors raised someone of our local church from the dead, and I just, as you're talking, I began to see, and I just wondered if that was something specific you felt God uh, did for your ministry. I, I went for it. I wanted it. And I will continue to have it. I won't be denied anything that I can find in this book. And, and, and things that other people find that I can't find, when I hear it, I will obtain that eventually. Because of, I'm a diligent person. And, uh, I'll, uh, to, to, a lot of people ask me, uh, that must be a special gift. My opinion, and you must understand it's an opinion. I don't believe that. I believe that every blood-bought, blood-washed person by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ has the authority through the name of Jesus to do anything Jesus did. Okay, that's the way I believe. And uh, that's the way I teach my people, and they, they, they in turn do that. They only know what I teach. And I don't teach them the difference of opinion. I teach them my opinion. And so, and I mean, I mean, face it, I've been out there for 15 years and I've never run into another missionary, so I ain't got nothing to worry about, all right? <laughs> so, uh, I teach them, you got to raise the dead. I teach them you have to heal the sick on, on, on all sicknesses. I also teach them that all sicknesses are from the devil. And it's sent from the devil to destroy us. And that anything that will hurt us or kill us, or destroy us is from the enemy, and it must be dealt with dealt with as an enemy, and so that's how they approach it. They're 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 a lot like I am. Uh, they're real aggressive, the, especially the leaders. But uh, you got all kinds of people working with us. There's guys that are, to me, passive, and they'll they'll just walk over there. They got on, they don't have a pair of shoes. They don't even own a pair of shoes, and they'll walk over there and and just look at a corpse. It'll jump up, you know. In the name of Jesus. And to me, they should be bouncing and jumping. You know, that's the way I look at it. But the way they look at it is, I'm fine like I am. Leave me alone. And I leave them alone. As long as we're in agreement to soul winning. See, soul winning is my number one thing in life. Man, that is, that, that's what's kept us going. I know it is. It's because if, uh, people begin to explode and, and, and get a lot of converts. And they settle down and calm down. I'm not. We've got thousands and thousands of converts. And I, I'm just as nutty as I ever was. And I'm going to stay that way. We have lots of teaching. I take time. I teach them. I, I go month, two or three days a month in lots of different places, sit and talk and talk and teach and teach and teach. But we also have the, 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 the 
Yeah, the demonstration of the power. Thank you. Any more? Is that all right? That answer your question? Any more questions? Didn't you have one? Yes, sir. Yes. You mentioned that uh, seeing God move or recreating. Ah, good. Are you speaking of people with missing limbs? That's what I'm speaking about. That's right. Yes, sir. I'm speaking about a man that was a multimillionaire that leprosy ate off his limbs, both legs to the knees. God recreated legs on that man. I'm speaking about a young girl that was born without bones in both of her legs from the waist down. God, God created in her bones from the hips down, uh, toes, uh, heels, everything, ankles. Uh, I'm talking about new hearts. I'm talking about new eyes, new livers, new new kidneys that weren't there or they were not working. And God has given brand new. You know for sure that it's going to stay a permanent recreation. Say like my father had had a bad heart. He had surgery on it. How do you know that it's going to just be temporary and then boom, something happens? Well, so far, these things stay. Uh, the doctors have, they've gone back to the doctors. Well, that's not my department. That's between God and that person. I, my department is to bring the word and the power, get them healed. And it's God's job to keep them healed. Amen. It's not, it's not my job. Yes, sir. I'll be over there in a minute. What are some of the things you've seen uh, these witch doctors? Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's see how to do this. <clears throat> is this all right with y'all? We do this question and answer thing. Uh, is it? Is this what? So I've never been at, at a conference before, so I don't know if it's how you do it or not. <laughs> so, so, are we having? I mean, is this all right, brother Dave? It's okay. <laughs> I got away from your witch doctor thing, didn't I? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Does it talk about in the Bible anywhere? About what? Witch doctor. Yes, ma'am, a few places. Can you uh, tell us one? In the Bible? Yeah, I'd like to hear it myself. Well, uh, as far as a story, other than that, let's uh, say that lady that Saul went to, drawed up that spirit of Samuel. Uh, let's see here. Anybody help me with any more? Right off the bat. Simon the sorcerer, and then over in uh, Revelation it speaks of uh, the people that have the that will go in the lake of fire, or, or there's a list of things like liars and, and witch doctors and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. There's several places in the Bible. Now I'll give you a couple that aren't the Bible that I've seen. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. But I, I'm not going to go in too heavy because I don't like to talk about this too much because uh, because of all the power they've got. There's nothing they can't do. But there's nothing they can do against me. That will last. Did you hear that term? I'm going to tell you about that because I know how y'all are up here. Y'all got all these different ways of looking at stuff. But you need to go down there and latch on to one of these black magic warlocks and your, your theology will change a little bit. 
like the uh, magicians in Egypt. That's right. Where they had the power, but God's power was over, right. and it wasn't. Adam. That's right. Uh, I have seen witch doctors turn into, change into, transform to bats, cats, large, gigantic, some kind of cat. I don't know what it was. Big, bigger than a Bengal tiger, balls of fire, little cats, giant rabbits, worms, pigs. Seems like that's about all right now that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, panthers, but that's some kind of a cat. Every time fear has tried to overtake me, it's it's this I'll be dogmatic on with you, okay? I don't have any leniency is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, the devil is defeated spiritually. My Bible says that Jesus whipped him. Okay, now then. So his abilities, he when I am submitted to Jesus, you get that word submitted, when I'm obeying the truth, got that? I'm walking in the truth of the gospel. He has no rights spiritually to ever mess with me. All right. But in the physical world, he owns it. Okay? I'm going to get some disagreement, but look, just, I'm not here to fight. I just want to tell you how I've seen it. Okay? And, it, and it's this way. The devil can only come at you in, what, in one of your five physical senses. What you hear, see, smell, taste, or touch. All right? These witches that we deal with are the most powerful that I've ever heard of. They're as powerful as those people in Haiti. They can, they, I'm telling you, they can do anything. They can, they, can, they can turn into anything and go through walls. They can do all kinds of stuff. Okay? They formed a league to kill us because they, they're, they're, they would come and circle our services when I first went there and chant... While we're having service, they're circled us and they're chanting at us these curses from the devil. A hundred percent of the time, those curses went back on them double. Okay. Now then. Also, we have been attacked. My son lost his hearing. Um, he was, uh, they, this is something that most of y'all won't believe because you choose not to. But once you really get in the real world of spiritual warfare and you realize really what it is you are facing and you're not in some fake bless me club somewhere. I'm getting serious. Watch out. <laughs> Look out. Uh, uh, you'll realize that this stuff is real. It's more real than this thing right here. The spiritual world is more real than what we can grasp with our hands. Okay, but we still own it by the blood of Jesus. Okay, they came at my son. This I was green when this happened. I didn't know what in the world was going on. They began to, my boy began to burn. 
his arm, his side, and his face, somebody that I couldn't see had a hold of him and was twisting his flesh, pulling it off of him. And we were praying and seeking God, and it wouldn't work, and then he lost his hearing next. And So what I did is I went back to the old fasting deal. I went upstairs in my little office, because down in the, in the countries I work in, they have a ser- what they call a servant's quarters. They always make that in my office on top of the house, usually, or behind the house. So I went up there, and I shut my door. I told Miss Hogan, Miss Hogan, praise God. I got something to do. I got to find out what the problem is. My son totally lost his hearing. He was being eaten up by the witchcraft. We didn't know that's what it was. And uh, the third day, Jesus spoke to me that it was a witch across the street. So I walked up across the top of the house, and it, this time it was a she, and she was waiting on me. There, I'm telling you, these people are advanced spiritually. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, we are we're behind, especially in America. The, my people in Mexico or Guatemala or Peru or Bolivia or Paraguay, they're not behind. They live in a spiritual world from birth. They understand this stuff. We don't. I was I was going to service one night with some Indians. We was in one of our full drives, and you know I, I'm always singing, and I got a tape going or something. I'm shouting, speaking in tongues, doing something, and 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 there was a light just glowed right in front of our vehicle. And, of course, we stopped and we looked at that. I, I didn't want to believe it was there because my mind, I am an American, you know. It says that that don't happen anymore, that this is not possible. Because it was a light just like these lights, except it was casting no shadow. That's strange, okay? So we, after a while, I asked my partner, I said, you don't see a light, right? He said, yeah, I see a light. He said, I'm glad you see a light. <laughs> so we started talking to the Indians. The Indians even knew his name. It was the seventh angel from Lucifer, they called him. And uh, that's, that's getting up there in rank. Yeah. We, we stirred somebody up. That's good. And I was happy, but it was, it was strange. It was unusual and different. Okay. Does that answer your question, sir? Yes, sir. All right. I'm not going to go much further than that. Yes, ma'am? You're welcome. I apologize. I, I was coming, though. <laughs> uh, I want to know. I, I've been born and raised in the States, but I've come to black families from Puerto Rico. Huh. And within the last... See, I have less español. That's the way, no? The last uh, five or six years, I've been going into Brazil. Ah, uh, yum, yum. I've been going to Brazil before I go into my own country to do a little bit of hands-on training. That's good. Brazil's having revival right now. Thousands and thousands of people are getting saved. Going into Brazil, I mean, I went in as a little evangelist and I came out. Uh, I didn't know when I, when I came home. I mean, it just, there's some things that grasped me that I was never taught about. Uh, at Bible college, was through local pastors. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering what's going to happen. I mean, the spiritual warfare, like you said, is so evident in this country. So if you get back here, if you mention this to the local pastors, they think that you're. Loony. Yeah. And, but when the things are going to start... Lunatic. Fanatical. We're not going to be prepared. What's going to happen to those local pastors who are going to be lynched by the people because they're not preparing people for the spiritual world. Well, I'm going to tell you this. This, is, this again, is a opinion. What's going to happen? Well, what's going to happen, I don't know. I just know this. That when my, my forefathers came to this country, they got off over on that on that east side, right over there on that map. And they knelt down on that sand and they said, God bless America. 
Well, that's why these people don't have, because as the progression went west, so did the God Bless America. And this country is so blessed, but now they're, 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 they're blinded because of the blessings. There will be a season of dilemma. Well, I, like I tell you, I'm not getting into none of that stuff there now. Okay? There, there will be a dilemma hit America. There's a prophet that I know that's a true prophet, and he's even put a date on it. And I'm not going to tell you that date. Get your own prophet. And, uh, and, uh, well, I might be awful, but I'm, I'll stay out of trouble that way. Uh, we stick to what I know, and that's Indians, all right? <laughs> oh, now look what you're doing. See, that's another one of those things up here in America that causes problems. Because they don't believe the devil heals up here. But y'all are wrong. The devil does heal. Okay, now we got that settled. Okay, now. Yes, sir, I have, but it's never lasting. It always comes back, and it's usually double or three times as bad. They always end up at our meetings. Always. Just a second, sir. Somebody over here had one. Okay. What? Well, just a second. Well, you know what my problem is? I just got this computer, see? It's got all these windows. And you go inside and inside all this knowledge. That's why I get something going and I, I open another window. <laughs> well, yeah, well, what happened is the witch doctor was waiting on me there. So, now listen. Unless your son or daughter is being burned alive and has lost their hearing, you're probably not going to agree with what I'm fixing to tell you. I told that lady. But you're wrong. Okay? I told her, I rebuke you by the blood of Jesus. I curse you according to the authority of God and every devil you got is destroyed in Jesus' name. She was gone. Okay, that's the end of the story. He was healed instantly. Uh, yes, sir? Okay. The age of your son at that time. Uh, he was little. He was little. Uh -huh. The other thing is, your past as far as when you were uh -oh. raised in a Christian. I am a fourth generation Christian. Uh, leader. My grandmas and grandpas, they come from uh, shouting Baptists and shouting Methodists. Turn of the century stuff when everybody had the Holy Ghost still. Okay. All right. Okay, now she asked me a question. I get asked this quite a bit. And uh, you're not going to like my answer. Don't get offended, though. It's not my job to offend you. It's my job to just, to, as blunt as possible, tell you what I consider to be the truth. The question is, why do I suppose we, we don't see this kind of stuff in America? Well, God, let me, let me do this right. I'll, I'll tell you how I'll do it. I'll answer that with a story. Is that okay? I had an opportunity in South Texas where our office is. i got a friend there. He's got a church. He let me have his church for three weeks. He wanted to fast for 21 days, and he wanted me to come out of Mexico and pastor it for 21 days while he was fasting. And so I, we agreed to that, and I set up my schedule. It was about I had to do it a year away. 
So we did it. <clears throat> but I told him that I was going to handle his people like they were Indians. Like I know how to build a church. I don't know how y'all do it here. I know how we do it there. And it's all on evangelism. It's all on the power of God. And it's all on stability in the power of God. Okay, lots of people look at our ministry, see all the miracles, but they, they won't ask him what they're not. They're too chicken. How stable is the work? I'll be here when you're gone. That's how stable it is. Tell you what. I said, I'll be here when you're gone. That's how stable we are. And so what happened in, 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 that, uh, in that church is in three weeks, we doubled the congregation. In three weeks, we had a blinded eye open and two dead raisins in America. I started a church in New York City in a place called Bethel Stuyvesant. It's the ghetto down, uh, down in Queens in New York. God blessed us with, with a blinded eye being opened, a lame person walking, a migraine headaches for 25, 30 years, several of them being healed. A lady came in on a walker with stroke, healed instantly, 72 years old. Uh, I believe it's what you go after, in my opinion. My opinion is souls and miracles. That's my opinion. Souls. People to be saved. New converts. Because if you'll get new converts, you'll get miracles. They'll follow those new converts. Because they're always burning. They're always on fire. A comment to that, that thing that you say there. Uh, isn't that exactly what the Lord says? He says that He will put His Word forth. And by the word going forth, that's how souls get saved. And the miracles will confirm that. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Most of the people have been raised from the dead in the ministry. Are they people that have just died? And you went to someone's house or hospital or something like that? Or was it someone that was already uh, been dead for three days? We've had them them that's been dead for half an hour to three days. Every age group. Male, female, teenagers, babies, all kinds of stuff. With disease, without disease. Old people, young people. Oldest one I know about is about, uh, what was that guy? Was he 68 years old, I guess? No, that's not right. Yeah, that's right. 68 years old. I believe that's right. Have they been restored completely back to the Hundred percent of the time, when they come back to life, they are healed. Whatever was wrong is fixed. As your ministry, when you're ministering to people, is it just kind of a carte blanche to pray for everybody, or is it kind of like your word more this time raise this person? Or no, I pray for everybody. I've got I've got Bible and I'll give it to you if you want me to. That tells me raise the dead. That's command form in the English language, and it don't say who or what or if if I had to have a lightning bolt every time I raise the dead, I would never get anybody up. I'd be just like y'all. Yes, sir. When you begin to enter into the context of actual training, what? Okay, here, here, here's how most of the situations are. They're, you, they're usually, you, you don't want to be there. You wish it was somebody else instead of you. At least me, that's the way I am. 
I wish it was Brother David instead of me. <laughs> like, why didn't you? I don't want to go there. Because it's, 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 uh, there's been people from Black Magic Warlocks been raised to little babies that, uh, that I, I just can't stand it when little babies or women are hurt. I just, it just, boy, it just bothers me bad. I just do not be there because of the pain and it, it, it hurts me inside and, and the compassion flows and they get up. It is, ne- I don't know if I've ever had since that first time I said no, God say, raise him from the dead. Yeah, go ahead. In this context of ministry, uh, it would be safe to assume there are times when you're praying and you don't see the person get up. There's a, there's more times they don't get up than they do, but I pray for everybody I come in contact with that's dead. Everybody. There was a man we found dead on the side of the road. There was about 500 men around that man. A tractor had rolled over, smushed him. Uh, I went there. We were in the jungle, and uh, and I just walked up there. I said, uh, I want to pray for this man. Uh, the witch doctor said, no way. The Catholic priest said, no way. The, uh, the resanderos, I don't know what that would be in England. I don't even know what that is in reciters. I don't know what that is. Uh, said no. The chief said no. But the mama said yes. And I got over the boy and prayed for him for probably 10 or 15 minutes. He did not get up. So I, I had a hold of him, and they won't touch you while you got a hold of a body. So I then preached Jesus to the whole crowd. Use it as an opportunity to tell them this man's burning in hell right now. Yeah, but you can escape. And um, because of that one prayer, we've got four churches in that area now where there were no gospel churches in a 150 village area. We've got four now, and we're going to have more. Okay. We've also had dead raising in there since, though. Yes, sir. Um, In America, in in Texas, and in New York, how did you go about helping well, the one in New York was zero, and we made it 200 people in two weeks uh, by doing what I do best, just going out and being one-on-one with people and just getting them saved. That's right. Streets, businesses, bars, door-to-door, whatever whatever I am physically willing to do at the time. Uh, we went at uh, 2 o'clock one night. These gangs came up. Uh, I was scared. I'm scared a lot. Uh, but fear is one of the devil's tactics on my emotions, so I don't submit to it. And so these guys come up. This one guy grabs me. He's a big old guy. I mean, he's, I'm strong. I work out every day. I work out six days a week, and I'm super strong. But this character here was big and strong. <laughs> I mean, he was big. I mean, he was big, man. Oh, you doing down here, Okie? You know that kind of stuff. Well, uh, praise God, I'm down here to preach to you, boy. Put me down. Mm. <laughs> the only way I will put you down is in pieces. <laughs> and so this little guy comes up. Well, he was shorter than I was, but he was. Well, he must have been golly three foot wide. He comes up banging his way through, and he he put me down. He got up in my face. He said, "What's you either crazy or got something to say? So let's hear it." So I had an opportunity then to preached to the gang. They were turning over cars and stripping cars. That's, that's what they were doing out there. So we, I just wanted to 
try with them. And two of them got saved. So, And they turned their life over to Jesus. And they're in church. Basically on the streets. Uh, basically putting it that way, that's a good term. That, that, that word streets gets misused too much for my opinion. Because, well, it's just people say I'm in the streets. It's just pride instead of souls. That's just my opinion. I, I like the I like the people that take their tracks and go out there and do something and bring people in for the pastors to tutor. Okay, that that is where it's at. But it don't take pastors to make sheep. It takes sheep to make sheep, buddy. Okay, and so I I actually teach my people and. This is my opinion also, that if you don't win souls, you will burn in hell. And I teach my people that strong. You can disagree. It's all right. We're getting people raised from the dead. <laughs> kind of following up on that. Okay. Yeah. I've only been on one short term mission trip to the Philippines. Oh, that's good. And, and to, to preach there, people are just so open. I was just shocked to see how people just listen to what you have to say. Contrast that with here in the States where you go on the street, so to speak. Right, so that's the term, it's coined. Well, just uh, absolutely pay no attention to you whatsoever. Listen. Uh, it's frustrating. Well, just a minute. First thing you should do is have you a plan. Don't do something just because it's a good idea or you feel emotionally pulled or. Or you feel pride because somebody else is doing it. That's the wrong motivation for getting souls saved. You get you 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 go to God, you get a purpose. Uh, I won't even go anywhere without seven days of fasting and prayer, and then we go, and then we get results. When we go, the princes know who we are, if we haven't tore them out of there already. Okay, there's no way I can believe. That I would just like you and I just say, well, let's just let's just uh, run down here and start a church over here. Well, we will. Well, let's wait a minute. Let's sit down. Let's think. Let's plan. Let's let's figure this out. Let's, wh- why are we going there? I go on a lots of scouting trips to get me reasons to pray and fast to open up new works. Scouting trip consists of two to two days to fourteen days of going to a country or a place inside a country, and just. Find out what kind of churches are there. Find out what kind of Catholicism is there. Find out what kind of uh, witchcraft is there. Uh, find out what the people's uh, opinion is of the gospel. All of that. And it, you can do the same thing in any area, in any city, any state in America. What I do, and I'm going to do it one of these days, because we've already got a little bit of start, God's going to allow us to do what we do there, here. Yes, sir. It works. I know it works. But you got to have a purpose first. Yes, ma'am? Okay. I'll, I'm going to give you a straight Bible. All right. Let's go. You're going to have to prove it, mister. Okay. <laughs> All things are possible with God. That's right. God thing. Okay. Now, before I even got out of my mother's womb, before I was even born, God knows ahead of time in advance. Yes, ma'am. I was born of epilepsy. I've been prayed over time in and time out from the pastor and others, too. And I still have it. Last Sunday, I had one in church. Now, tell me, why I want to go away? What did I do in my mother's womb to deserve it? 
give me a real good answer. It will leave. It's a devil, and I rebuke it in Jesus' name. And it don't matter how long you've had it, it's going to go. Okay, that's the end of it. I'm not intimidated by this question at all. You understand that? Okay. Next question. Anybody? Yes, ma'am. Well, I was over here saying balance. I wasn't. Oh, no, that, that's all right. I, I, I was not attacking you either. I would have been over there had I been attacking you. <laughs> really? That's right. I, I, I'll tell you this. Every bit of everything I do is God's fault. I have nothing to do with it. I just happen to be the the clay that was there. You're not responsible. No. It doesn't reveal no, I I don't worry myself with that. That's God's deal. It's love operating through you because you just can't operate unless you have that ingredient of love. That's right. I've seen people that were in sin heal people. Because of the word of God and his love for that person through his word. Okay? Yes, ma'am? That means no food at all. My wife and kids and I fast every other day of our life. We drink fluids on that schedule. When I'm going to lock myself away, I generally just drink water. When I'm going to go, like like uh, in February, I believe it was, Jason, when we went five days, and the first three or four days, when it, there wasn't even no water involved. And we, it's just it's just for God to speak to the ministry, to give us guidance, to keep us. I, I sit, I'll sit down once a year, a week, and just sit down to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And whatever I find out that I'm doing that I'm not supposed to be, I immediately drop it. It doesn't make me any difference who's involved. It's over for me. Well, <clears throat> right inside that satchel right there, I got this study I've done on fasting that I wish I could take you all for about three days straight in and just study that thing out. And show you what the Bible says about it. And give you all them Greeks and Hebrews and stuff like that, you know. Uh, but I've studied it extensively for the purpose of winning. I'm, I am a winner. I won't ever start nothing with even the doubt of I might lose. No, I'm a winner. And what I put my hand to will prosper. And God's going to back it. I'm not going, going into it now. Sometimes... I get impressioned by God too fast a certain amount of days a certain way. Lots of times I don't. I just do it anyway. It's right to do that. So I do it. Okay? And a lot of times my wife feels impressioned that I don't. I do it. I'll do it with her. My kids come up to me, Daddy, we should fast a day or two days, and I'll do it with them uh, to encourage them and to keep me encouraged also. 
Fasting is not the answer. It is a tool to my submission to the Holy Ghost. All it does is boil up the garbage and let God deal with it. That's what fasting and prayer does for me when I set apart and do it. All right, it's not an equation. Equation. That's right, equation. Ma'am, what do I mean? What? Well, I tell you this. I am not a perfect human being. I've got problems. I've got attitudes. I've got characters that are not godly sometimes, and I, I deal with them. I try to work with them. I don't want them. I want to be just like Jesus. I, just like the psalmist says, uh, uh, God, I'll only be satisfied when I wake in your likeness. Okay, and, and that fasting and prayer reveals things that are not not godly in me, and I deal with them. And sometimes in the ministry even. Anybody else? Where? Okay. Yes, sir. I just had two real quick questions. Uh, do most of the witch doctors in this country say, no, I'm not being converted? I wouldn't say most of them, but I'd say lots of them. We've got about 60 or 70 now that are that were full-fledged black magic warlocks that are born again. I'm talking about the kind that call up spirits and sit and talk to the devil, man. And that can fly. They can do everything. But our God is more real. Our God has peace. Our God has true power. Because the, the reason most of them get saved is because... They pull their power on us and it don't work. And so they say, this must be better. And they come and talk to us and they get born again. It's really wild. Yes, ma'am. What happens to a men day? Do they go on with the ministry? Or? Oh, they, well, they, they, they're, see, my deal is a local church. I am a local church nut. I don't believe in grasshoppers and floaters. Okay. Grasshoppers get smushed crossing the road. You ever notice that? All right, uh, I, I'm a local church person, and when I won't... You plant them in a church then? Right. We have 300-something churches in Mexico. Everywhere I go, we have churches, and I, I will preach, and they will either become part... If they don't want... They don't, I don't make them become part of our work, but I tell them we're doing all right. You got another question? Yeah, just real quick. Um, it's time. Oh, man. That, that's one of my problems. I don't have anything that I can throw out brochures for everybody. I don't have any videos or tapes. I, I don't, I don't uh, no books. This is my opinion. Here's your brochure. Now, I don't take anything away from anybody. Please, that's not a cut on anybody. I back everybody that's good. I will. Other ministries. And even fund them to do different projects to help enhance their ministry. I just do it a little different. I do it by word of mouth and slower growth, but it's stable. I'm into stability. One more question over here did I see? Yes, sir? Uh, yes, on fasting. Would you say that when you fast, it's necessary to pray constantly during the whole day? Few times during the day, what? Okay, now there, that, that, that actually has a lot of categories to me. When, when you say that question to me, it, that, that brings lots of things to my mind, all right? There are times when we sit. I turn on, I turn on uh, 
Brother Charlie LeBlanc, and I'll sit there for hours and let him just let him go and, and sing and all of that stuff. And 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 we will pr- we will pray for hours on end, and then I'll turn from there to Bible reading and pray my Bible. Uh, but then there are times that I have to go to church. Uh, it may be four or five hours one way. It may be seven or eight hours one way hiking, and I'm fasting. I hike and sweat and wish I had some food for the old motor in here. But it depends on what you've got available at the time as far as time. We've had people uh, transported. Is that the right thing? From from point A to point B? Translated. And 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 uh, out there, I'm thinking of uh, Star Trek or something here. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> but uh, but but, and all of it, the people were in prayer and fasting when it took place most of the time. Apparently, you believe in the Bible that it's a command for all Christians to fast. Apparently. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, in in the sixth. Chapter and Matthew, you know, the Bible says, when you pray, we all know as Christians we should pray. Right. It also says, when thou dost thine alms, in other words, when we get. Yes, sir. When we fast. Well, Jesus said, while his apostles were there, they were disciples at the time, uh, they said that during that time there were no, uh, they had the bridegroom, there was no need to fast, but when the bridegroom is taken away, then his disciples will fast. If you don't fast, you need to work it up, study it up. And get on, get on with God, y'all. I apologize. It's four minutes past time. I'm gonna have to let y'all go. We gotta. There's something else fixing to go on in a few minutes. But uh, look, uh, this this has been a blast for me. I really appreciate it. And uh, if I can help you in any way, just let me know. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's just pray. Okay. Father God, thank you so much for the Holy Ghost and the ability of Jesus. Thank you for the powers of the gospel. I ask you that anything I might have said would be done only for your glory, God, not to offend or hurt anyone. God, it was for your benefit, Father, the kingdom benefit. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, real quick, if anybody wants to write something down, I want you to get this. I was going to do this, but we, I, went, I went another way here. Just real quick, write this down. My ministry is based on these things right here. Ready? Psalms 34, Romans 12, Matthew 10, 7, 8. Daniel 11:32, Mark 16, Isaiah 64, and 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> Psalms 34. Y'all just read this, and my my ministry foundation is on these things right here. Okay, and Romans 12 especially that teaches you how to be a correct minister of the Word of God. They teach you all kind of other things too. Matthew 10, 7, 8, uh, Daniel 11, 32, um, Mark 16. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Daniel 11, 32. Now you're making me question myself. Daniel 11, 32. Yeah. 32. 11, verse 32. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, Mark 16, Isaiah 64, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Oh, well. I got it on paper, see here? <laughs> I wrote it down while I go when I was sitting there.